Hey there, EKN Nation. Welcome to a new edition of the EKN Outlap, our preview podcast that, of course, kicks off uh, one of our EKN Trackside Live coverage programs. And this is episode number 35. It's March the 2nd right now. My name is Rob Howden. Of course, I will be joined by David Cole. Uh, the focus today, of course, the opening round, a highly anticipated United States Pro Kart Series for the 2022 season. Wait till you hear the numbers. Uh, this is going to be a massive event down in Orlando. And again, for those of you who may be new to the Outlap podcasts, our, our preview podcast to get things underway, we're going to dive in to all the categories. We'll look at the numbers. Uh, once we get to the middle of the season, we'll kind of look at point standings as well, any special stories that may surround the event. The special story, of course, here is just the fact it is going to be massive as US, the USPKS program continues its upward trend of support and numbers. This edition of the uh, Outlap podcast is presented by Comet Cart Sales. History, success, family. These are three words that describe Comet Cart Sales, one of the longest tenured karting businesses in the United States. The family-owned operation is located just outside of Indianapolis and has provided carts, parts, and services for thousands of racers in the near six decades of business. Their online store features everything you need, and they are continually adding new parts to their product line. Make sure to head to CometCartSales.com or call them at 317-462-3413 to be part of the Comet Cart Sales family today. All right, David Cole, out of the frying pan, into the fire. You were West Coast at Phoenix for the Challenge of the Americas last week. You're home for uh, one of my traditional <laughs> stop and goes. Uh, fly home on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, do laundry, eat some food, clean the house, and back on the road on Thursday. You're heading out here, uh, I guess it's Wednesday right now, you're heading out tomorrow for the Southern Grand Prix, David, the opening round of this year's USPKS. Yeah, don't forget the uh, kid activities and laundry for the kids and laundry what? for the rest. What, I don't know what that's about. What exactly. Yeah. Add on a couple a couple of factors for me. But yeah, excited. Back to back weekends. Uh, nothing better than being trackside for a karting event and excited to kick off what is going to be the 10th season of United States Pro Kart Series as we head down to Orlando Kart Center in Orlando, Florida for the Southern Grand Prix. So a lot of firsts, never been to Orlando Kart Center. Uh, first time the series is going to be in Orlando. So a, a lot of firsts going into this weekend. Yeah, a lot of the, uh, times earlier, they were, of course, at the Ocala Grand Prix facility, which we know has now been bulldozed, long gone. So uh, it is he headed into the history books. But uh, Orlando Kart Center is still strong. David had mentioned uh, and actually our, our debrief podcast of the challenge that is very close to the uh, the airport in Orlando. And again, this event, the Southern Grand Prix, the opening round of the USPKS, March 4th, 5th, and 6th, essentially the third as well as drivers, I'm sure, will be on track tomorrow. Uh, this is the opening two rounds of what will be an eight-round program, four events all told throughout the season. They'll count the best seven results. Uh, so you will be able to drop one race, but not a full weekend. And as David mentioned, 10th season of the program, just part of the stability uh, nationally and regionally that we have in the sport right now. David, let's have a look at the weather forecast. Uh, I was in Florida for the uh, IndyCar and, and Road to Indy weekends. Gorgeous, low set, uh, high 70s, uh, low 80s. Looks like you're pretty much lined up for the same thing. Yeah, going to be a possible chance of getting closer to the 90s uh, mm -hmm. as the weekend goes along. So should be should be a warm one all weekend. Uh, I did not see any... Uh, forecast for any precipitation so that's a good thing but again it's florida so you never know what's going to happen but being i think in the central part of florida it certainly helps 
Uh, it's not the uh, the Miami area that we yeah. were at the last two months uh, for the Scusa Winter Series program where rain just popped up sporadically. So uh, I think overall it should be uh, a good weekend weather-wise, and hopefully we have the same type of weather that you had in St. Pete. Yeah, the Orlando Kart Center built uh, just about 12 or 13 years ago, back in 2009, as David had mentioned, the first visit for the USPKS will be running in the clockwise direction. It's an eight-tenth of a mile racetrack. And David, the last time a major event was there, the the largest really major event was really over 10 years ago when the Florida Winter Tour was there with 280 entries. After the break, we'll jump into the by the numbers and let people realize how many racers are actually lined up here. Uh, but all in all, this should be a, a pretty exciting trip to this racetrack. The big storyline, of course, going in, David, and I'll let you expand on it, was could this facility, which isn't massive, could it even house a race like the USPKS? Yeah, that's the question, and that is still the kind of the question going in. Uh, you know, we're not exactly physically there. But uh, I've never a lot been there of the, either. Yeah. you've never been there either. So a lot of the teams spent all last weekend there testing and and getting ready for this weekend. So teams, a lot of teams are already in place. They're getting in place today or yesterday. And as you said, you know, with the event schedule tomorrow is actually an optional practice, not the not an official practice, but probably ninety eight percent of the yeah. drivers are going to be there tomorrow, uh, getting in that uh, sessions between twelve noon and 6 p.m. So uh, that, you know, that's going to be the first thing, obviously, where everybody's parked uh, in terms of their trailers and tents and, and et cetera. Where's everybody going to park their their cars to get to the racetrack? So all that's going to be kind of the first thing that we're kind of going to review when we get there, obviously, Thursday uh, evening uh, after I fly into Orlando. So that'll be one of the first things we talk about. And again, you know, all the, all the other amenities that go into a facility it's all going to be brand new for me uh, when we get there. Yeah, that's one thing, right, David? Every time we, we go places nowadays, we've been there 10, 11, 5, 6, whatever. We've been to a 15, track yeah, 15. Phoenix, we've been there like almost every year. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, the funny thing, I'd say that, I went back and somebody was asking me how many times I've gone to Las Vegas for a race, and I think it's like 35 times I've had to gone to have, to have to been in Vegas for a karting event with other events around, around the city. But let's, so yeah, you're going to roll in there. You're going to kind of get a feel for things. It's always tough when you go to a first you know, a track to kind of figure out how it's, it's all going to play out. That said, 12 to 6 o'clock, optional practice tomorrow. Give us a lineup of the rest of the weekend. How's it looking? Yeah, and that's one of the new changes for the 2022 season in the United States Pro Car Series. With the added numbers that they were expecting and which they are going to get, they revised the, the schedules for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So obviously, most majority, if not all, are going to be at the Thursday optional practice. They're going to limit practice now, official practice, to just three rounds on Friday. And then they'll go into a lunch break, have their driver's meeting, and then they're going to offer Saturday qualifying and then follow that up with Sunday qualifying. So qualifying now going to be contested for the two different rounds on Friday afternoon. So that's going to be something new and unique with uh, the United States Pro Car Series this year. Yeah, most definitely something we have never seen before. I've never seen that in my uh in my 25 years in the sport. So yeah, the qualifying will all be done on Friday. Of course, that full run through the rotation takes up quite a bit of time every morning. So that will change things, David, as you said. And and one of the key things, talk a little bit about, um, you know, one of the deals that they did in the offseason was they set up it in registration, depending on which which class got the 41st, that opened up to the additional categories or the additional numbers up to potentially 80 or 88, whatever it may be. And then they're going to run the LCQs. So 
give us a little bit on that on which categories ended up breaking out first, where we're going to have the LCQs, how the qualifying is going to go to work, and then wrap up with how the Saturday and Sunday schedules look like. Well, again, because of the numbers, they were going to open up certain categories up beyond a 40 driver mark. That's kind of been the the surrounding issue regarding the format and the schedule, obviously. So at first, they said the first three categories that reached the 40 driver mark were going to be the only ones that opened up. Uh, unfortunately, X30 Pro is at nearly the, the highest total, I think it was, maybe possibly. They're at over, okay, not quite the highest, but 56 drivers at X30 Pro. So what they have done over the last week is decided to... Uh, and I don't know why they continue to, to take entries. So that's, again, something we'll have to talk to Tim Coyne and Mark Coates about when we get trackside as well. So now there's going to be four actual car categories that will run LCQ format. So essentially, uh, round one begins, obviously, with Saturday qualifying on Friday. And then it will go into warm up Saturday morning. We'll have our pre-finals. Those pre-finals for four categories that will run the LCQs, which is X30 Pro, KA100 Senior, KA100 Junior and Mini Swift, those categories will be split up into two different pre-finals. We'll take the top 18 drivers from each pre-final, which will form a 36 drivers directly transfer into the main event. And then they'll run LCQs for those uh, four categories, taking the top four finishers into the main event to start 40. So that essentially is the format. Again, a little bit different from what they announced early in the year. They were only going to do three categories with the LCQ format. They've they've expanded that to now four with the with the large uh, attendance in X30 Pro, which was not one of the three categories that that sold uh, the first forty entries that were offered. Ah, so K100 Senior, K100 Junior, Mini Swift, NX30 Pro, all the LCQ classes that have expanded. What so so what Saturday and Sunday warm up pre-finals, LCQs and finals? Correct. So yeah, as I said, warm up uh Saturday for round 1, pre-finals, LCQs and then finals. Wow. And then we'll repeat that again on Sunday for round 2 with warm up, pre-finals, LCQ and finals. So we are underway with this uh, edition, episode 35 of our Outlap Preview Podcast. Of course, take a look at this coming weekend's United States Pro Kart Series opener, a massive event, the Southern Grand Prix, March the 4th, 5th, and the 6th down at Orlando Kart Center. We get back after this break. We'll dive into the numbers, folks. You're going to want to hear this because this is uh, stacked top to bottom. In karting, it's important to be supported by the right people. With over 40 years of experience in the sport, Trinity Karting Group has everything you need to make your program successful. We do it all, and we do it right. Trackside support and arrive and drive programs at many of karting's biggest East Coast events, full product sales and service, and professional coaching from our experienced staff. Trinity Karting Group is a full-service operation based at the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati, which gives us access to our custom-designed driver training facility. This allows us to offer private one-on-one -on -one coaching to take you to the next level. From arrive and drive and coaching programs to the parts you need, let Trinity Karting Group provide you with customer service and a racing experience second to none. Trinity Karting Group is an official Kart Republic race team, providing full trackside support at all the major USA karting events, including the Scusa Pro Tour, United States Pro Kart Series, Scusa Super Nationals 25, and other events throughout the 2022 season. TKG has in stock Kart Republic, IAMI, MG Novinko tires, and more products for those in Ohio and the Midwest region. 
Trinity Karting Group has a long history of the sport, a winning pedigree, and we're dedicated to driver development. We take pride in our professional approach and our positive attitude. Let us build a custom race program for you. Give us a call at 513-421-4463 or check us out online at trinitycardinggroup.com. You want the best, you just gotta roll with the best. Streeter Superstands. This is Jeff Wessel from StreeterSuperstands.com. You wouldn't put subpar parts on your racing cart, so why put that cherished ride of yours on anything but karting's number one lifts and stands, Streeter Superstands. Streeter is the original and genuine manufacturer of the second-to-none Bigfoot rolling stands, stackers, uprights, and industry-leading superlift. We also manufacture and sell the largest and always-growing roster of trailer and shop accessories like tire, engine and jug racks, cabinets, spray can trays, beat breakers, and tons more to outfit any size trailer, team, and budget. Streeter Superstands has over 30 continuous years of experience. We're cart racers just like you and know that the Streeter name represents the absolute best in stands, lifts, and accessories for karting enthusiasts worldwide. Durability, affordability, unmatched quality, and customer service, that's what sets us apart from the rest. Check us out now at StreeterSuperstands.com. Roll with the best, StreeterSuperstands.com. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network in episode 35 of the EKN Outlap, our preview podcast. This, uh, this uh, podcast brought to you by Comet Cart Sales. Uh, again, the United States Pro Cart Series kicking off this coming weekend in Orlando. And, and David, the... Okay, uh, the Ocala event last year to start off the season, essentially the final event at the Ocala Grand Prix Raceway, 293 entries. Uh, all the events last year, the USPKS, David, were over 250 entries, as you and I detailed throughout all the podcasts, Outlap and, and Deep Reef podcasts last year. How about a staggering 375 entries uh, coming into this weekend here? That I mean, 317. 317 entries. Like, that's that's crazy. 23 more, uh, you know, 24 more entries. And, 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 you know, you, David, we always talk about 100, 100 entries, big race. 150, you're kicking it. 200, major national. 250, right? It's wow. This is like one of the biggest races you'll have all year. 317. That's staggering. Start the season. It certainly is. Uh, you know, we, we were, we were shocked by the 293 number that was put up in Ocala, uh, you know, and then it continued, as you mentioned, to stay above that 250 mark, which is yeah. something the series had not yet done in its eight previous years. So uh, that was staggering. And then now just the continued growth. And again, our sport, the, I mean, this shows how well our sport is doing with the amount of people that are involved at the national level alone, not to mention regional racers and club racers all across the country and in North America. It's just outstanding. So, you know, it's it's staggering to see this amount. So again, that you add that amount of drivers into a facility that the series has never been into. There's a lot of a lot of things to kind of go over. And I think that's why the series officials have been down there already, you know, making sure things are in place, things are in order, need to be where they need to be in order for this event to, to go off as well as all the other events they've hosted over the last nine years. So let's have a breakdown here, folks. Let's, let's just, start, we'll start with KA 100 senior and KA 100 junior. And, and well, it, interesting with these massive numbers, actually less entries in these categories than last year at Ocala. They had 60 in KA 100 senior last year down to 57 and, uh, and the KA 100 junior had 48 down to 46, but still David, 
57 and 46. Those are stacked classes. Anytime you're over 40 in a class, it's massive, uh, but still great numbers in the 100cc senior and junior. Yeah, I think the KA100 junior category was the one we were expecting to get uh, it even more. Um, yeah. that, you know, that's something we saw, you know, super nationals, we saw that category sell out really quick. And so I, I'm kind of shocked at the number of where it's at. Um, and that's one of the categories that was expanded. So to be at only 46, it, it's, it's kind of unique. So that essentially only six drivers are going to go home, but it's still part of the format, the way it's going to be. And I think what they've done is they've kind of opened up the, the non-expanded categories to 44. Yeah. Uh, you know, they mentioned 40. That was going to be the number. And it looked like they allowed a few more in. So, again, they're kind of just, you know, feeling this out, it seems like, to uh, what fits and what doesn't fit. And, uh, you know, Orlando, is it's eight tenths of a mile. Uh, so it's not exactly a small racetrack. So I guess you can get away with the 44 number. You know, a place like Ocala, I think 40 was the maximum you know, that we could really run. So I think they, they were kind of trying with that 40, but you know, a lot of the flight, the racetracks we go to, we can get it in some of the bigger fields. So again, that's another question when we get track side, you know, we'll have a number of questions for, for Mark Coates and Tim Coyne when we get track side, because obviously they're, they're busy there right now, making sure things are in order. Um, but yeah, the KA 100 junior, that's the shocker that I thought that was going to hit in the fifties for sure. Yeah. But again, we still have walk up entries you know drivers are still able to come walk up so maybe they just decided to wait till they enter uh track side so that category could get over 50 as well and then we could see even more in k100 senior uh speaking of the administration side of things i can understand like you say they say they're going to lock it down at 40 but you, you, you should go to 44 right because because they're you know in dealing with in talking with the guys from scusa for the supernats and major events y'all you you have to kind of budget in for guys that cancel. They enter and then they pull out, right? So you want to make sure you have a full field. You want to make sure you maximize the revenue for the series. So if you go to 44, 10% cancel, you still have the 40. So I like the idea of going to 44. And if they all show up, you run them. Otherwise, you lock it down at 44. If you get to 10% cancellation, you're right at that 40 mark. Now, so we talked about K100 senior and junior. Strong numbers, 57 and 46. I, you know, the mark of the future of any program and the future of the sport is the cadet categories. And David, literally 94 cadet drivers currently entered to come to this event, 53 in mini swift, 41 in micro 41 in the micro swift class. That is huge positivity. And a lot, and we'll get into it a little bit more, but a lot of them are, are either new or, or there's not a lot of contenders that are are returning they've already moved up to mini so mini numbers have grown because a lot of the micro drivers have graduated up into the mini category where micro is a lot of new racers or a lot of new faces uh, or drivers that are moved up either from the regional level to the national or just brand new uh in terms of of karting in in general so it's a lot a lot of a lot of new names that we're learning a lot of new faces we're, we're recognizing and and so it's exciting again talking about the future of the sport you know there's a lot of youth uh involved in in karting right now yeah and again this again this is just a it's a positive thing all around the run too because 44 drivers all total in x30 junior um 20 in the X30 Masters class, down from 26, but still a strong 20 uh, group of drivers in X30 Masters. And then 56, almost the biggest class, X30 Pro. And if you look at the West Coast, 
where 125cc tag racing just does not have any support right now. You come over to the East Coast, ho, 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 56 drivers in X30 Pro. As I was going through the entry list that you sent over the spreadsheet, I'm like highlighting all the guys that I want to mention. And I just kept going. Highlight another one, another one. It's a stacked field, Dave. Yeah, looking at the the entry for the for X30 Pro, there are five California drivers, so a little bit of the West Coast drivers again coming over. But I think that's where a lot of the growth growth overall is. Yeah. A lot of the West Coast drivers. I mean, I you know going through all the categories, there's a lot of names that we continually see on the West Coast that are coming over to race this race. I mean, that's really where the growth is. It's it's truly become more than just an east eastern half uh series yeah all the events are on the eastern half of the country but the 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 driver roster is certainly grown into a north american roster agreed yeah 100 agree uh, again 317 total entries here stacked uh, fields across the ranks again seven classes uh, a nice focus class structure as well. When we get back uh, after this break, we're going to jump in it and start, start looking at the categories. We'll give you the numbers. We'll talk about the drivers who are in it. Uh, we'll look, go through the spreadsheets. X30 Pro and KA100 Senior will be our first targets. The preview of this weekend's USPKS series. The Outlap Podcast continuing after this break. Are you ready to go from carts to cars? Since 1975, the Skip Barber Racing School has taken great drivers and made them champions. Today, we're proud to welcome the next generation of winners. Make the transition from carts to cars with the Skip Barber Formula Race Series. You'll compete at the most iconic tracks in America. Race weekends include your very own equalized Formula 4 race car, a professional crew, expert instruction, video and data analysis, hospitality, and more. This is the place to fulfill your dream of becoming a champion. Sign up today by calling 866-932-1949 or visit us at skipbarber.com. It all started in 1994 when former successful kart driver Albino Perlin decided to move his passion for karting from the track to his small workshop. That's when Perlin was born. Fast forward 20 years and Perlin's passion for the sport led to the company rejoining international competitions as a factory team in WSK and CIK FIA races with the aim of enhancing the research and development process, immediately achieving notable results around Europe, North America and Asia, becoming the CIK FIA Asia Pacific KZ champion in the same year. Perlin USA is North America's source for Perlin products we run a factory team at all of the major Supercarts USA and Rock Cup USA events. The Parallel chassis lineup for 2021 includes the Invader Shifter, the Le Mans Tag Single Speed Chassis for Junior and Senior Classes, and the 28mm Mini Cart for the Cadet Classes. Parallel has been winning races all over the world, and it's on top of the podium in the USA as well, with drivers like Kai Sorensen, Mateus Arjuela, and Alessandro De Tullio. Get on the chassis that's winning. Drive a Perlin. For more information, head to PerlinUSA.com. 
Welcome back to the ECAN Radio Network and our Outlap podcast, a preview of this uh, coming weekend's USPKS opener at the Orlando Cart Center in Florida. Uh, David, let's get things underway with the X30 Pro Class. 56 entries in total. Ryan Norberg, of course, grabbing that championship last year. One of the ones he had not yet uh, was able to put in the resume. It was a big year, of course, last year for Norberg, winning the USPKS title and winning the Supercarts USA Super Nationals. Winners last year, Arias Duke Medjian, who'll be racing Italian F4 this year. Connor Zilic, who we know, uh, moving into cars as well. Uh, three wins for Norberg. Uh, Hayden Jones and Hannah Greenmeyer also scoring wins. But David, I'll, I'll let you play with this because because you, you've been covering this USPKS as you know since Ecan been has been there. One big note in terms of X30 Pro. Yeah, we've been there since the beginning when it began in 2003 at the then Mooresville Motorplex mm-hmm. in Mooresville, North Carolina. Now the GoPro Motorplex. Uh, that that opening year, there was a, a driver by the name of Brandon Jarzakrak, who probably <laughs> is the only driver to compete in every single USPKS event since the beginning. And this is actually going to be the first event in the, the now going into 10 year history of the program that Brandon Jarscrack will not be competing uh, at the USPKS. Yeah, pretty big. That's for sure. But David, as I scroll through, there are a lot of guys. You want, do you want to get started? You want to start th- throwing some names out here? Well, let, you know, you already mentioned winners from last year, you know, yeah. Norberg picked up three victories. So he's coming in as the defending champion. Uh, you know, he's got the, a victory in his opening weekend. That's Scusa Winter Series. So he's going to be there. And he's and he's got uh, uh, former winner Hayden Jones right there in the RPG tent. Uh, obviously, Greenemeyer not racing. We talked to her last weekend at the Challenge in America. She said she's going to take a little bit of time off to kind of regroup and reset. So she's not going to be there and competing at the USPKS program. But a number of other different drivers that are going to be in the Rawlison Performance Group tent that should be among uh, the contenders, including Nate Cicero, uh, Wes Duchak. He's, he's kind of stepping up the pace there uh, under that tent as well, along with Paul Bucos and uh, uh, Nolan Allison, who we saw in K100 Senior uh, moving up into the X30 Pro division for 2022. You know, one of the things I thought was interesting, too, when I kind of looked through here at some of the names, uh, you know, were a couple of guys that we've seen really kind of be headliners at, at the Scusa Supernets in the Shifter card category. Obviously, first and foremost, the number one ranked shifter card driver in the country, AJ Myers, Magic Kart USA. David on the on the docket, and as we know, uh, that Marion Kremers uh, will be the factory driver for PSL karting this year in single speed racing. So we'll see him in the X30 Pro category as well, which I which I thought was pretty cool uh, to see him in there too. Yeah, one of the uh, quicker drivers at the Scusa Winter Series wasn't able to quite get a victory either of the rounds, but was there in contention all weekend long. So we know he's going to be uh, among the drivers that drive that people are going to be watching and 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 kind of seeing what's going on. Uh, and then Myers ran KA100 Senior last year at the USPKS program, so he's making the move over to X30 Pro. Um, so we'll, that'll be an interesting, uh, story to kind of follow and see what happens there. But again, some very other notable names, Thomas Navo, uh, uh, underneath the Trinity Karting Group tent aboard the Cart Republic. That's, that's going to be a name to watch as yeah. well. But I think a lot of the, the Florida drivers, the, the drivers who have a lot of time at Orlando, 
uh, facility are going to have a little bit of a, of a heads up on the rest of the fields uh, field uh, this weekend. Yeah. You know, I, I start with a couple of guys, you know, let's, let's have a, two guys that actually have found some success and have won already at the start of the season here. Alessandro Tullio was a winner at the Scusa uh, winter series with peril in USA. And David, you just, you just came from what was a pretty impressive run for Oliver Hodgson. Uh, the British driver now is in Arizona with a J3 competition and comp, comp cart coming off a couple of wins in the 100cc senior uh, race this past weekend. So he's rolling in with a head of steam as well. And I think he'll be a guy to watch. Yeah, he's he's very, uh, again, we mentioned that in the debrief. Uh, he's a 2013 Rotax Grand Finals winner at NOLA Motorsports Park. He's also got an, an IAMI International Final victory as well, too. So this guy knows how to race single speed competition. And again, coming off the two wins in Phoenix, which is now his kind of unofficial home track, certainly helps. So we'll see if he's able to pick up and uh, get up to speed without a test weekend uh, in Orlando. So you look at your Florida drivers, as you have mentioned, and we've seen them win in Florida in the in the winter p- programs. Aaron Benoit uh, being one of them. Jeremy Fletcher, of course, two-time Scusa Junior winner last year at the Super Nationals. Uh, here's a guy that knows a lot of the Florida racetracks and has been very impressive out of the gate, out of the gate as a rookie. Uh, Zach Haldingshead, I think you throw his name in there as well uh, among the Florida drivers. And you know what? One that I liked seeing, David, was Victor Franzoni. It's coming out to run as well. Victor uh, works with the guys uh, from Orsalon and from PK Sports, and he's actually going to be racing this weekend, which I think is cool. Yeah, he was on wrenches, I think, all Scusa Winter Series. Yeah. I'm not quite sure who he was working with, but uh, I did see him in the paddock. But uh, yeah, Fletcher's, Fletcher's really the name I'm looking at. Again, a two-time series champion last year, X30 Junior and K100 Junior knows this Orlando racetrack like the back of his hand. I think he's going to come out and be, again, one of those drivers that people are gauging themselves off of uh, all weekend long. Yeah, uh, let me throw some other names out. You mentioned Hayden Jones, I think, already. We talked about the fact that he was a winner last year. Um, you know, any time you have a pro race like this uh, and Paulie Massimino's in the field, you're throwing him in there for sure. Um, Diego Ramos obviously has been good. Uh, in the Winter Series programs as well, running for Kevin Montes Racing Racing Edge uh, Motorsports program. What about Cameron Weinberg and Dante Yu, both drivers? You know, Weinberg's come out of the gate pretty strongly, uh, running with Speed Concepts Racing on the CRG. And I think anytime Dante Yu rolls onto the grid, you know that he's uh, has the ability to run up front. Yeah, Ramos is a good name to pick out. You know, obviously uh, picked up a victory at the Scusa Winter Series, been right there in the Florida Winter Tour. Uh, I'm surprised not to see Mateus Morgado not yeah, in the so ent- yeah. on the entry list because, again, Scusa Winter Series got two runner-ups. He's got two wins at the Florida Winter Tour as well. So maybe he might be a walk-up entry. We'll obviously have, see um, Ariel Castro there, so we'll have to see if maybe he's a walk-up entry. Um, Cameron Weinberg did very well at the, uh, the Rotax winter trophy that was at Orlando cart center. Mm-hmm. So he's got some time on that new, uh, CRG KT five and, uh, was certainly quick at the Scusa winter series as well, uh, in the second weekend. So two wins at Orlando, I think in the Rotax program. So he, he knows the racetrack. So it's a matter of making sure things are in the right place and need to be in the right position. But again, <laughs> this field is stacked. So it's going to be, again, <laughs> right. Everybody's going to be have to be on their game from from the time Thursday, really from the time Thursday ends going into Friday, because you only get those three official sessions done before qualifying. Let's uh, throw a couple of more names out here for you, David. Uh, former. We're going to keep going. Yeah, there's, there's two more I want to hit on right now. All right. All right. 
Super Nash, former Super Nationals winner and former IndyCar driver, Zach Clayman DeMello, uh, back in the action again. I saw him down at the St. Petersburg. And last but not least, a, a driver we know ha- who is very good at GoPro Motorplex and potentially could be good here this weekend. He was good at the, at the Super Nats. I think uh, I'll throw Dalton Haynes' name in there as well. Uh, yeah, DeMello. Yeah, uh, Super Nationals winner. Again, he kind of has the on-off switch with karting. He's yeah, either agreed. on karting or he's off karting. So uh, we didn't. I, he, I don't think he quite put in a performance like he wanted to at the Super Nationals. So we'll see if he's able to kind of redeem himself there. Not sure. I'm I'm pretty sure he did some junior racing. Again, he could have been one of those drivers at that massive event uh, at Orlando Kart Center back in the day in Rotax days because he, I want to say he was maybe a junior or mini max back then. So uh, about 10 years ago. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Dalton Haynes, another driver again, as you said, was, was quick is quick at GoPro at his home track and very impressive at the super national. Yeah. So we'll see if he can carry that momentum there into the 2022 season. Let's go to KA 100 senior. Otherwise we'll spend the rest of the day here on, on extra <laughs> pro <laughs> 57 pre-entries in KA 100 senior. Connor Zilich was the champion, uh, last year, three times a winner in 2021, uh, other winners were Bert Ignoli, Duke Medjian, uh, Brandon Lemke, Paulie Massimino got a couple of wins as well. David, only four drivers doing double duty here this weekend. And before you mention who they are, what does that say to you? Is it is it, is it more track time? Is it they want to just focus on that one program they're in? Yeah, I think it's uh, drivers that are focusing on the one program. Uh, you know, some some have continued that double duty up through the junior ranks. Jeremy Fletcher is going to be one of them. Uh, to where they feel comfortable being able to do both to where I think a lot of drivers are, are, you know, with the size of the fields that we have at the USPKS program, it's, you know, you got to be on your game for, for every session. And if you're, if you're off on one of them, it might carry over into the other and it might hurt you in both categories. So, you know, we'll see how that does, you know, obviously Fletcher coming off as a double champion last year, again, X 30 junior, and K100 Jr. So we'll see, you know, how well he does. Uh, he did well at Scusa Winter Series going back and forth, had a couple offs here and there, um, you know, in, in one of the categories there one weekend. And then the other weekend was another category where he struggled. So, uh, you know, we'll see how long that lasts, you know, how well he can be able to perform. But again, it's his home racetrack. It, it's not that hard to be able to do double duty when you're home, right? That's true enough. Uh, one of the other drivers that are lining up for double duty, Dave? Uh, Adam Maxwell going to be doing double duty, I think, making his USPKS debut, Josh Campbell. So the Arizona driver coming off a double duty of racing shifter and senior 100cc is going to do X30 Pro and K100 senior this weekend. And then uh, Aaron Benoit. Benoit. Benoit, yes, Benoit. I don't know why I say it how I see it. Uh, Benoit <laughs> is going to be double duty. That's I haven't seen him do K100 senior before, so that's kind of a new thing for him. But again, a Florida driver, um, familiar with probably the Orlando Kart Center. Not sure exactly how much experience he has there, but uh, he's going to actually pull off the double duty. All right, uh, throwing it out here, David. What's uh, what are some of the names that, that are jumping out at you? I'll. I'll uh, I'll pick a couple to get things underway, uh, just based on some of the speed we've seen in the past. You know, a, a Nick Turlecki and a Tyler Wettengale in this category. I think two drivers who are always pretty fast in the uh, the hundred cc stuff. I'll throw that in there, and then of course uh, the battle that we saw down in uh, it, at Scusa in Homestead uh, with Aiden Rudolph and Finnegan Bailup. I think both those drivers will be in the fight too. 
yeah, they will they will be uh, among those to battle. Um, but I, I'm going to go experience again. Uh, Brandon Lemke, the only yeah. one of the only winners to come back for the 2022 season, a former series champion as well. Uh, you got to think the Merlin Nation uh, is behind Lemke once again. But again, he's got uh, Nicholas Terlecki and uh, Josh Holtz, along with I mm-hmm. believe there's another uh, Merlin driver as well, too. I'm trying to find it. Yeah. Alex Feldstein. So obviously has some drivers to work with kind of, you know, back, you know, be able to to uh, to go yeah. back and forth on tuning and, and et cetera. But the, the experience in in 100cc racing, I think, outweighs anything else. And 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 Lemke certainly has that among all of the other competitors. Yeah, you know, one of the interesting things, David, is the fact that there are no shifter card categories right here at, at the uh, USPKS. It's straight single speed, and that's why it's drawing some of these big dogs. And we talked about the fact that Marion Kremers is running single speed stuff for PSL karting. AJ Myers running here this year as well in the category like he did last year. But Jake French, who, of course, uh, number two ranked driver in the country in, in shifter kart racing, running for PSL karting, going to jump back into the 100cc air cooled again. He's been doing a bunch of this racing as well. So he'll be there with PSL karting. So what do you think about French? What You've watched him run some of this stuff. What do you, what do you expect French is going to be able to do? Well, yeah, he was a top 10 competitor all last year at the USPKS. I think he skipped the. Uh... I want to say he skipped GoPro. So he did the first three events and then didn't do GoPro uh, to kind of prepare for the upcoming Vegas events that were up, up ahead of that. Um, but yeah, that'll be good. It'll be interesting to see how French and Rudolph work together. They'll be under the tent yeah. racing the same True. category. Um, so obviously French has familiarity with it. Rudolph has two weekends of experience and, and, podium finishes as well already so he already kind of has a baseline setup going forward so we'll see how those two if they're able to work together and keep themselves up at the front uh, a couple other drivers to watch i think john burke obviously very impressive since moving up into the senior category with super tune gia cicero had a really good winter series david for Ross and performance group and if she's able to continue that kind of momentum we could see her being a driver in the in the uh in the top 10 top 15 as well yeah, ended up pretty well with two top five finishes. Again, yeah. one of the fastest drivers there uh, on the weekend. So a good way to kind of build that momentum going into the summer season. Anybody else stand out for you that, uh, that you like to talk about? I know we haven't mentioned Chase Hand yet. Of course, one of the top junior drivers of 2021, making his jump into the senior category, uh, follow on kind of in that whole wave led by uh, Jeremy Fletcher, I think, uh, Hand. But actually been driving a bunch of different stuff. If you watch on social, he actually got behind the wheel I want to say I have a legend car, and I think he actually drove a uh, a super late model as well somewhere. Might have been the super I saw him drive. Yeah, we'll see if he's able to bounce back and forth. Obviously, he does a lot of testing during the the, the weekdays at home, so uh, he's always still in a cart, so that shouldn't be too much of a problem. But again, uh, the type of field that we have here is phenomenal, so he's going to have to be uh, on his game right away in order to be competitive. Uh, another name uh, that I looked at, that I looked at is uh, Alex Stanfield coming yeah. back into the K100 senior ranks. So uh, the Texas driver uh, is uh, probably going to be one of those that that people will be watching as well too. Yeah, staying in Texas, look at potentially Peyton Phillips and a driver who did have some success at the Super at the uh, excuse me, Winter Series. David was Colin Lloyd, the Florida driver as well. And you mentioned Florida being strong, but you know having time at that racetrack, so. Colin Lloyd, who got a victory there, may be able to uh, to put himself in the middle of the discussion here. Uh, the U- USPKS opener as well. 
Yeah, that, he's one of the few Florida drivers that are in this category. You see a lot of Midwestern names and, and hometowns in, in this category, but a lot of, you know, also California, as you said, Chase Hand and and so, and Texas from Stanfield and Phillips. So a good, uh, good uh, diversity in this field. Yeah, one driver we used to talk about, but has kind of moved on to cars is Thomas Anunziata, but uh, Team Ferris Racing still has Connor Ferris, David, on the uh, on the Cart Republic. And over the last couple of years, Connor's been one of the guys that really has uh, been a top driver in KA100. Yeah, they he, he was quick all winter series, just didn't quite have the luck to be able to get into the top five regularly or on the podium. So we'll see if uh, this is the weekend where he can turn that back around. All right, folks, time to jump into another quick break. When we get back, it'll be X30 Junior, KA100 Junior, and X30 Masters as we continue with this Outlap Preview podcast of the opening round of the U.S. PKS Series, which will kick off this weekend. CRG is one of the most iconic brands in karting, and we're primed and ready for the 2022 season with new material and a never-ending focus on winning. CRG Nordam is the North American distributor for all CRG products. Based outside of Houston, Texas, CRG Nordam supports CRG dealers across the continent, reaching every corner of North America. The CRG KT5 is our new chassis for tag and shifter racing, and it's been designed specifically for the U.S. market. The KT5 features 30mm construction with a 32mm front loop to increase front grip. CRG's new Ven 13 brake system is cutting-edge technology with a master cylinder that allows for pressure regulation within the system. Drivers can customize brake pressure to their own requirements to improve feel and to avoid brake lockup. The cart is finished with new KG 507-508 bodywork that has refined aerodynamics and reduced weight. For cadet drivers, the 2022 CRG Black Mirror is already logging positive results to start the new season. This chassis will be making big waves in 2022. Longtime CRG drivers will be happy to know that the CRG Road Rebel, the standard in quality and performance, is still available. With Force Cycle Racing enjoying consistent growth in North America, CRG's FS4 chassis is the ideal choice for racers in brakes and Stratton competition. From pure racing to karting entertainment, many tracks, both indoor and outdoor, have made the switch to the CRG Centurion rental cart line. Five different models, for both gas-powered or electric engines can fit any track's needs for a new rental cart fleet. CRG Nordam has a full inventory of rental carts available for new and existing facilities. For more information on the CRG product line, head to www.cartcrg.com and to inquire about a North American dealer near you, please email us at info at cartcrg-nordam.com. Acceleration Kart Racing is your first and only stop on the internet for carts, parts, and the safety gear you need to get you on the track. Visit shopakr.com for a great selection of karting equipment on a user-friendly website. Acceleration Kart Racing has aligned itself with many of the top manufacturers and distributors of the sport to ensure all the latest equipment is available to you, the racer. With over 20 years in business and customer support available six days a week, you can be confident about getting the right parts at the right price when you need them. Be sure to visit shopakr.com today or stop by their headquarters in Las Vegas. Make sure to follow Acceleration Kart Racing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram 
for the latest specials and new arrivals. Welcome back to a new episode of the EKN Outlap, episode 35, in fact. As uh, myself, Rob Howden, and David Cole providing a preview podcast of this weekend's United States Pro Kart Series opener at the Orlando Kart Center in Florida. Uh, massive entry list, 317 drivers uh, on the spreadsheet right now. David, let's go into X30 Junior. We'd already talked about X30 Pro, 50-something drivers, really impressive. 44 pre-entries for X30 Junior. This is going to be a stacked field. Of course, last year's champion, Jeremy Fletcher, capping off his junior career with a couple of wins at the Supernats. He's moved on to senior. He was a two-time winner last year. Paul Bocuse, Aiden and Grada got wins. Uh, Carson Morgan, a couple of wins last year. He is not on the uh, on the entry list at all this weekend, even in the senior category. And, of course, maybe one of the drivers to watch. Two-time winner last year late in the season, having joined Rawls and Performance Group. Caleb Gaffera, I think, is going to be a driver to watch for sure. Yeah, you add in uh, Ingrata there, those two drivers sticking in the uh, the junior category for 2022. So certainly they're among the leaders going into the weekend as the as some early favorites uh, when you look at the 44 driver field that we do have going. Um, so yeah, Gaffera picking up two wins last year, Ingrata just one. Uh, as we saw at the Scusa Winter Series, uh, Gaffera added to the trophy case with four mm-hmm. wins in that final weekend, both in x30 junior and ka100 junior so momentum on his side had a little bit of a rib issue though at the florida winter tour uh st pete weekend uh that that uh surface they had there was a little bit bumpy caught out a few drivers uh aside from just him uh to be able to uh watch from the sidelines so we'll see if uh, he's able to kind of regroup and uh, and keep that momentum going yeah exactly uh just bounce back to where you were, David, last weekend at the Challenge of the Americas. A couple drivers who showed really well there will be coming this weekend. You mentioned guys coming over from Cal- California, Arizona, what it may be. Uh, here's a couple of drivers that you talked about and covered last weekend. Christian Cameron and Cooper O'Claire. Both those drivers coming to the USPKS off of pretty strong weekends in Phoenix. Yeah, they were actually racing the Junior 100cc category. And Cameron will actually be racing both X30 Junior and KA100 Junior. So we'll talk a little bit more about the double duty drivers. But uh, Cameron picked up a victory on Sunday in Phoenix. So that's his first victory of the 2022 season. Eau Claire was right there battling it against him for the victory. Uh, so, yeah, they're, uh, they got a couple podium finishes uh, on the weekend. So they'll move that uh, over into Florida this weekend. It seems like for the last, what, three or four years, five five years, every time we've talked about Caleb Gaffera, we've had to talk about M- Max Garcia <laughs> at the same time as they've really been kind of rivals all the way up through the micro categories. Uh, Garcia running on the uh, Will Power Cart with MPG Motorsports. You throw a, a Sebastian Weldon in there as well for a couple of Florida drivers who most definitely have some time on the racetrack there, David, in Orlando. And then last but not least, a couple of Florida drivers I'm just throwing out here right now, Stephen Miller as well. Uh, was one was a driver for Chad Dockin Racing who really stepped up, especially in the wet. Now there's no, there's going to be no no precipitation this coming weekend, as you've you've said. But Stephen Miller, I think, really stepped to the forefront during the Scusa Winter Series. Yeah, really did. Had an impressive uh, overall performance. Picked up two wins in the opening weekend. One in KA100 Junior. One in X30 Junior. He's another driver that'll be doing double duty. Garcia is actually going to be pulling double duty. Um, we'll, and we can talk a little bit more about that now. Um, 
he's I've not seen him ever do a K100 junior uh, race, but he's scheduled to do both X30 junior and K100 junior. So maybe he's hoping that extra track time will kind of help him out in both categories. But he's been really doing well in the X30 junior division last year. It was his rookie season, had a lot of good performances, picked up a couple of vice championships along the way. And uh, I would expect him to be one of the front runners all weekend. You know, one driver who really impressed me in Florida, and, and it was actually Mike Rawlison that said, hey, listen, because obviously we saw Caleb Gaffaro did for Rawlison, but he said, you guys got to watch out for this kid. And that's Teddy Musella, who uh, he said is just gaining speed in their development program week on week. And Musella has been really impressive. I, you've been, you know, you've been hearing his name on the PA quite a bit. Uh, another driver out of, out of Orlando, Florida as well, David. So really a, a home race for Teddy Musella. Yeah, picked up a podium finish, I want to say, at the Florida Winter Tour, if I recall correctly. So uh, a good performance for him. Uh, and yeah, that Rollison Performance Group is uh, slowly building up a, that that junior program once again. Yeah. Any other drivers? I got a couple here, but any other drivers you got? You think you want to put a little spotlight on right now? Uh, Parker DeLong, he was at yeah. the uh, the Challenge of the Americas race this past weekend. He actually ran senior. They gave him a waiver to run in the senior division, this, the junior or senior 100 category, uh, finished in the top 10 both days. So he'll bounce back to the, the junior ranks this weekend. Uh, another double duty driver as well, but I expect him to be uh one of those fighting at the at the front of the field um and yeah we talked about him throw a little, a little, uh, little christian miles little, christian you miles, know yeah. is yeah. is probably another driver you know came came and did his uh first race of 2022 at the scusi winter series finale right there in the podium hunt all weekend long and uh, again a driver that's that's going to be really good probably out of the trailer so i expect to see him among those, Jorge Ortiz, another Orlando driver, uh, showed really well at, at the Scusa uh, Super Nationals, and uh, I would expect to see his name towards the front as well, along David, with Max. Did, David, did Jorge not dominate the uh, the Rotax Winter Cup as well at Orlando? Uh, he did the opening weekend, yeah. He was yeah. able to pull off a double win weekend. I'm not sure on the second weekend, kind of, I think, Cup picked up a couple more uh, podium finishes and ended up winning the championship there. So yeah, certainly has the home track knowledge and, and experience at the Orlando Kart Center. Uh, and then one more driver, uh, Max Taylor, was uh, pretty impressive uh, at the Scusa Winter Series uh, among the uh, the top five contenders all weekend long. So he could be another driver to watch out. Yeah, my last two would be Michael Costello, who I think uh, obviously was was strong at, at the Winter Series as well. And last but not least. Uh, I know I know he's jumping up in his first year in junior, but uh, Enzo Vidmontien winning the championship last year on the Scusa Pro Tour in the Mini Swift class. And and I think, you know, every race weekend for Enzo, he's going to get better and better, right? He's going to come out of the gate, get more and more comfortable. Uh, did a bunch of racing to start the season off already. So I think Enzo will be a guy that I just want to, you know, throw a little bit of the target on there, the spotlight, because he's probably going to be pretty strong before uh, before the end of the season. Yeah, Diego Ardila is another driver moving up from the mini ranks uh, in the junior ranks now. So uh, we'll see if him and Enzo are able to do well. And um, yeah, what was the last one you? I was going to throw. Well, I, I had said Enzo, you, Vid, Enzo Vidmontien. Who was the one before that? Sorry, I'm. I, uh, I, I'm who, brain... before, who did I do before that? Uh, what do you brain... do? Oh, Ma Michael Costello. Costello, yes, yes. I, I'm looking for a little bit more consistency out of him. Certainly shows he's fast. He's just got to get that consistency and, and be able to uh, to kind of handle that racecraft up front.
Yeah, very similar. Uh, let's have a look now at the, the KA100 Junior category. Jeremy Fletcher, of course, winning that championship last year, uh, won both those titles. Uh, 46 entries in the category. Fletcher was a, uh, won a couple of races, as did uh, Carson Morgan last year. But Sebastian Weldon, Chase Hand, uh, Jake Walker, all uh, Danny Dazelski as well, all getting wins last year. And David, you mentioned seven drivers in total doing double duty, running in that KA100 Junior class along with KA100 Senior. Yeah, we mentioned Gaffer, Garcia, DeLong, Christian Cameron, uh, Stephen Miller. Uh, Max Taylor is also going to be doing double duty, so I did not mention that. And then the other driver is Oliver Patik. Piatek, Piat probably. Piatek, yep. I don't, know. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> um, but but uh, aside from that, so let's let's do that first. So seven drivers in junior doing double duty, four in senior. So if you do the math, that means there's over 300 drivers at this event. Because that's something that's amazing. Because, you know, you always look at entries. Like you look at the Cup Cards North American Grand Nationals. A lot of drivers are doing two or three cla classes on the weekend. Yep. So when you look at 300 entries, there's probably maybe... 175 to 200, 200 drivers, drivers where exactly right. we were looking at this event there are literally over 300 drivers this is close to like a rock vegas this is close you know not quite a super nationals but it's growing to that yeah, and nice. it's just it's phenomenal so that's i wanted to point that out when we talked about the double duty drivers so throw out some more names we, we know the guys that are doing double duty that you know the, if you just go down the order alphabetically the christian cameron's the parker delongs caleb gaffera max garcia um, Stephen Miller, these guys that we know are doing double duty. What are some of the other names that pop out here in KA100 Junior for you? Well, one thing I that I notice is we don't have any uh, former winners in the category. So no drivers that won last year are back in this class. That's not to say we don't have junior winners, as you just mentioned, some of those uh, that have won before in, in the junior ranks. So oh, interesting. we could, yeah. we could see, we could see a, a number of drivers picking up their first, if not their first series victory could be their first win in this category on the weekend. Uh, some names that kind of stand out, uh, you know, to begin with, well, we kind of mentioned all the ones that are double duty, Oscar, Iliff making the move up. Yep. I think, I think this is, you know, this is one of those categories where we see a lot of drivers coming up from the mini ranks. Agreed. Yeah. Into into junior ranks. So he's a he's a he's a graduate along with John Antonino. He's a he's a graduate as well. Um, some drivers that got some experience and some victories under the belt, Elio Meza. Yeah, uh, yeah, two two wins already in 2022 with the uh, the Florida Winter Tour program. So he's going to be uh, among those that uh, drivers are going to be chasing. Um, there was other. I just saw another name and I can't remember. If you're, if you're, stay, if you're staying with Texas, you know I think Reagan Seville. Will, yeah, will good to start the season off. Graham another Tr another graduate. Yeah, another, Graham Trammell with uh, Rawlson Performance Group. Another Texan mm -hmm. as well. Uh, we know that Luke Welcome was a winner in junior competition in the Scusa Pro Tour or the Scusa Winter Series last year, not this year, but still in the middle of that fight. And how about a couple of quick young ladies? I think they can work their way up. So that's Cameron Reed and Ivana Richards. Both those drivers, I think, with the ability to run top 10. Yeah, if I recall, Cameron Reed's the first female driver to win at the WK Daytona Cart Week in probably, I want to say, over 12, 15 years. Yeah, so uh, awesome. so yeah. she's she's got a win on her belt for 2022 already uh, because we consider that part of the, the new season. So, yeah, that's, again, a lot of different names that uh, haven't won at the USPKS 
that could possibly come out as a, as a winner this weekend. Yeah, you throw out the you, know, you throw out the uh, the Cooper Shipmans. Uh, I, I was interested to see Ethan Iyer's coming back to play. Ethan, of course, was a driver we saw in the mini categories the last couple of years, but uh, has moved into the uh, mini sprint category, doing some some midget racing, I think, as well too. So on the dirt, so cool yeah, to see I that. think we'll see them back. I think he's running with cart on the Cart Republic with Trinity Karting Group, so I think his entry info is a little bit okay. Uh, it's a little bit dated, uh, so we'll have to we'll have to check on that when we get we'll trackside. But uh, yeah, it's it's good to see again a lot of new names that uh, we're not familiar with at the USPKS program. So uh, and again, a lot of drivers that are either in their first or second year up from the the mini ranks. So again, it should be a good weekend. Uh, with this category. Yeah, the KA100 program for juniors has been a really cool deal. The, the addition for some drivers coming out of mini, the big jump over to the X30 junior may have been a larger jump. The driver may have been a bit smaller. This KA100 junior class has been, you know, a really nice transition into X30 junior as well. So I, I like the way that has played out. Uh, David, let's go to X30 Masters. 20 drivers in total. Scott Kopp, the defending champion. Mario Barrios, Scusa Pro Tour champion, was a winner last year, as was Kopp. Scotty Roberts got a couple of wins. Renato three. Jod- yeah, three in total. Renato Jadre David, uh, again, one of the top uh, Masters drivers in the world with two victories. And uh, perennial Texas uh, uh, Masters frontrunner Miguel Mir with a win as well. Uh, I like your note here, though. The top nine from 2021 returning to action. How does how does that fire things up, right? Top nine coming back. Yeah, that's something very similar to what we have last year. Again, the same drivers continue to be up front, and the same drivers continue to return the following year, including two-time defending champion Scott Kopp. Yeah. You know, last year finishing in a tie with Mario Barrios for the championship and then winning on the tiebreaker. Uh, certainly was a dramatic finish to the 2021 season in that category. Uh, so again, you know, a new track for for the series. So it's you know, it's it. Who knows this racetrack the the best? I, you know, I would I would have to think the Florida drivers are gonna are kind of gonna step up. So Scott Roberts, who picked up three wins last year, I would expect him to see among the front runners. You got to expect Barrios had a lot of testing uh, with RPG last weekend, so he's gotten a little bit more comfortable. I do know that Scott Cop was down in Orlando doing some testing. Uh, I believe the weekend after the Scusa Winter Series was in uh, was in Miami, so he's got some time there. So we'll see if that helps him get off the uh, the trailer quick and and among those that are going to be uh, in contention to begin with early on. Uh, Danny Robertson was home track was Ocala. Uh, unfortunately that's gone now. So we'll see if he's able to kind of move that over into Orlando. Cause uh, he's always did always did really well uh, at the Ocala Grand Prix. So I hope to see him uh, towards the front this weekend, but another, none, a number of other contenders that are going to be uh, competing this weekend. Yeah. Over the last couple of years, Miguel Mir was running with the uh, Crossland competition team. They shut, they shut down their karting operation in the off season. So Miguel, uh, Miguel Mir moving over to speed concepts racing. So definitely uh, a lateral move. Uh, to, we, we all know how good the speeds are. So Mir will be with speed concepts. Uh, I had a chance to talk to Laurentu Mardan from Technocart USA. He and Christian Vermeer on the way down there right now to Orlando and uh, David Mardan ran in the Rotax Winter Cup program, getting a good opportunity to get down there, get a feel for that techno cart, how it's going to handle the racetrack. So although Mardan not able to go down for the test this past weekend, um, does have some time on the racetrack. So they're going to roll in there, at least with a little bit of chassis information based on the experience he had earlier in the in the winter. 
Yeah, and I believe was among those uh, one one at the uh, Florida Winter Tour as well in yeah. the VLR 100 category, Master 100 category. So, uh, so yeah, he's he's certainly gotten the season off the right off the right way, and again got that experience at Orlando with the Rotax Winter Trophy. Uh, so he should be good there. Uh, Miguel Mir, yeah, that the, he you know a win last year that was a big victory for him so i expect him to be uh you know he's coming off an injury i believe at the uh was it the the rock vegas weekend or was it the supernats I, I oh that's right no it was it was uh uh the first round of the the uh, the rock uh cup winter florida winter tour uh, I think, yes. Remember the, he got, yeah, yeah, he got wrecked there and, and went over. So I remember I, yeah. that's right. You're right. So, uh, so yeah, he'll, he'll be, uh, looking to, to rebound from that, but, uh, I expect the, uh, the passion to be there to try and get back on the top of the hundred percent. Let me wrap up with three veteran drivers, uh, pistol Pete Vetter, uh, who's been around for 20 plus, you know, 30, probably 30 years as, as a, a top driver in the sport. Good to see him kind of rekindling the passion for it, running some national events here, um, with Rollison performance group. Pete just to celebrate a birthday yesterday. So we'll say hello and a happy birthday from the EKM crew to Pistol Pete. Uh, John Robichaux, uh, the driver uh, out of uh, Mississippi, uh, on a techno cart running with uh, Mardan and Christian Vomir here this weekend. You mentioned Mardan and Vomir were P1 and P2 at a, at a winter tour race in the VLR 100 category. And last but not least, the guy that I think you know you and I have watched over, at least throughout the middle part of the, the, the last decade, Evan Bat was a top uh, Formula S2 driver. Uh, he'll be running on the Will Power Cart with Team Ferris Racing. Bat, of course, out of Indianapolis. Yeah, that Bat was the name I was going to mention to, to kind of close things up. Uh, was was great in the uh, the Master Shifter category at the Scusa Summer Summer Nationals. So uh, making that transition to the single speed. So we'll see if uh, he's able to get up to speed right away and be among those competing for a podium position. All right, folks, one final break here, then we'll come back and cap things off with what is it? Absolutely massive uh, tag cadet program, 53 in Mini Swift, 41 in Micro Swift, and we'll run through the spreadsheet. We'll give you some information on those two categories to cap things off after this break. We don't just drive trucks because they're dependable workhorses that let us tackle icy roads all winter and tow a boat on the summer weekends. We also drive trucks because they're fun. And the Cooper Discoverer Rugged Trek is a truck tire made with fun in mind. Like any Cooper tire, the Rugged Trek is designed to do everything you need it to do. It's got stone blockades to protect your tires off-road and whisper grooves for smooth, quiet street driving. But with its in-your-face design, like the dual sidewalls that let you choose between two aggressive looks, the Cooper Discoverer Rugged Trek is also a tire that shows off your truck's wild side. It's the tire that's off-road party on the outside and dependable all-purpose Cooper design on the inside. Learn more at coopertire.com. Go with the Coopers. You can buy all the latest and greatest products on the market. But when you're carting to win, it boils down to one thing. You, the driver. Gain the knowledge and abilities by investing in yourself at the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy. And you'll find those extra tenths of a second you need to put yourself on the podium. The school was established by Supercarts USA Hall of Fame driver Allen Rudolph with decades of victories and championships 
in multiple forms of the sport, including other disciplines of racing. The Allen Rudolph Racing Academy, located at the Speed Sports Racing Park in the metropolitan Houston area, is designed to teach driving skills at all levels. The instructors of the academy have decades of racing experience and educating drivers of all ages. Classes at the academy will teach the concepts and skills needed both behind the wheel and off the track. From the beginning kart racing experience and intro to karting courses, to their advanced one-day and two-day courses and karting clinics, the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy can improve the skills of any driver. For more information on the specific programs that the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy can provide for you, head to speedsports.com and click on the Racing Academy page. Be sure to follow the Academy on social media by searching for Allen Rudolph Racing Academy. Welcome back to the final segment of this edition of the ECAN Outlap, episode number 35. It is March the 2nd. David Cole getting ready to pack things up and, and head down to Orlando for our ECAN Trackside Live coverage presented by Cooper Tires. And again, David, Mini Swift, 53 entries in the Mini Swift category. We mentioned Enzo Vidmontian already. A really strong season for him last year, winning both the USPKS uh, and the Scusa Pro Tour. Uh, he was a winner times two last year. Diego Ardiles grabbed a trio of victories in 2021. Kai Johnson and Mateus Orjuela also with wins. One for Johnson, two for Orjuela. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the notes, David. There are some very strong returning drivers coming back from last year. Yeah, this is kind of where we start off the early contenders going into the weekend. You got to start off with those who were strong last year and are still in the mini swift category. We begin with uh, Oliver Weldon making the uh, return in the mini swift division was the Scusa winter series champion. So he's got that momentum to, uh, to bring him into the uh, USPKS program. Uh, Kai Johnson, the only returning winner from last year coming back in the mini swift division. So you got to expect he's got the experience to be able to be among those in the front runners. Uh, Paraland driver Tyler Roberts uh, did really well last year at the UPS, USPKS program. Uh, the Texas driver, I think, got his first weekend under his belt at the second winter series. So he's he's got the rush shooken off and he's ready to go again for 2022. Uh, Weinberg. The uh, the younger Weinberg, Carson Weinberg, did really well at the Scusa Winter Series uh, to begin 2022. The only CRG driver uh, in the Mini Swift Division, so I would expect to see him among the uh, the front runners, along with Sarah Bradley, another Paralin uh, USA driver. Sarah Bradley was among those in the top ten to finish up the 2021 season. So again, she's got the experience, probably one of the more experienced drivers in the field. You uh, you didn't mention Asher Oxstein. Is uh, is he still on the list? Oh there? yeah, sorry. Yeah, Asher, I skipped yeah. over him. Yep, yep. yep. And yep. Asher Austin. Yep, I was was really good in Florida too. So that's yeah. one of the reasons why I bring him up. Um, uh, a micro a micro graduate. Yeah, exactly that from last year. Yeah. Okay, so again, David, this is another one of the the areas of the spreadsheet where I have a lot of yellow because mm -hmm. I would I was just highlighting so many different drivers and and I think. You know, you mentioned Weldon, you mentioned Weinberg, we talked about Oxstein. Um, you know, you, we talked about Sarah Bradley. I think one of the a couple of the, maybe one of the first ones you have to go to, let's be real, would be Keelan Harvick. Keelan, you know, so strong last year. We'll talk about him winning the championship last year at USPKS and Micro, but he's running mini now. Uh, this kid is uh, is made the transition up to, to mini very quickly, was a front runner and a race winner at the Scusa Winter Series. I, this kid's going to come out of the out of the gate strong and and you know, there's 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 
an easy opportunity for him to win both these races as well. There's lots of people that can win, but you have to put uh, you have to put Keelan in the in the discussion for race wins this weekend. Well, he's got two from the Scusa Winter Series, so that exactly. certainly helps. You know, he finished off that program with two wins, so got that transition victory out of the way. So now it's all focusing on more race wins. And, uh, you know, Orlando, a new, probably a new racetrack for him. I'm sure he's been there before, but, uh, you know, the, he's, he's going to be the driver that people will be watching. Uh, they were, they were watching him all over social media. That's for sure. As we, no we continue to watch our, our numbers grow with, uh, with those videos and photos, but, uh, yeah, he, he is probably, and you add in those, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six names that I already mentioned. Uh, he's the seventh. So I, those are probably the top seven names going into the weekend. So let me add to that because I'm, I'm thinking about, I, I always look at the guys I talk a lot about, right? So, you know, when I'm watching, I don't know how I call all these races. When I was younger, I used to be able to call the races, come home. And I would vividly remember every race back when I was doing the magazine, you know, back in the late nineties, early two thousands, vividly remember it. I'm old, <laughs> dude, a hundred percent old. The hard drive, the memory hard drive is full. I come back and you start talking about some of these races. I literally, I announced them and I cannot yep, remember. Yep. I, I don't know. Uh, but a couple drivers I know that I talk about a lot that, that we did in, in, in Florida as well. Um, Salvador Del Vecchia, I think, uh, again, a driver, another Florida driver, right? It's going to have some seat time there. And then Gia Matea Rosso. A couple, you know, these are two drivers that know how to run up front. They like to run up front. And I think we'll be talking about them throughout the weekend as well. Well, Salvador actually won at the Rotax Winter Trophy program. Uh-huh, uh, so go. he's got he's got track time there. So he's going to have to have that to carry over. And uh, yeah, Giamatteo Rousseau making that transition up from micro into mini now aboard uh, a Tony cart with super tune USA. So uh, a transition there. So we'll see, uh, we'll see how that works going into the weekend, but yeah, a number of other Florida drivers that uh, are going to be in the mix. So they'll have home track advantage Uh, looking at some other graduates, obviously the Tovo brothers, they got their, uh, their opening weekends, uh, in the mini category, but under their belts, both Ethan and Jackson. Uh, hey, what about here, here's one for you, David? You just came, you just came from from uh, from Phoenix. How about Gage Corn for Race Factory and Delta Sport? That was the next name I just <laughs> got to his part, and again, he's got a victory in Tucson. He's got a victory in Phoenix. So now they're heading east to kind of conquer with uh, the Delta for, Delta Sport Race Factory program. Uh, race Liberante is excited about uh, about this program moving forward. So we'll see uh, we'll see how Corn does going east. Uh, I don't think I've seen him on the East Coast for a race. Maybe yeah. possibly once last year. Oh, uh, it was it was Road America last year that uh, that they came out. So uh, so he's familiar with the USPKS program. So we'll see we'll see how uh, he does this weekend going back to back weekends. Well, let me throw a couple more names out for you, Tristan Murphy. Uh, for the uh, for Nitro Kart has been uh, dialing things in over the last couple of years. I think he'll be strong. And then a couple more drivers under the Burrell Art Camp. Number one, Max Christia, and number two, Bobby Klein. I literally walked into the into the PSL camp uh, when we were <laughs> when we were in uh, uh, in Florida for the final rounds of the winter winter tour, and and Bobby and his dad were there. And I I looked at Bobby. He's grown like about you know. Feels like 10, 12 inches since we were last doing the Texas Pro Car Challenge races in Florida. So he's obviously grown up quite a bit, even though he's still in the mini category. But uh, both uh, Bobby Klein and and Max Christia for PSL Karting uh, have uh, have been in the hunt. They've been in you know they've been in the discussion uh, to start the season here the first couple of months. 
Yeah, Christia was was uh, flirting with the top five all yeah. throughout the Skiza Winter Series. Uh, so yeah, I was really impressed with uh, you know he's I think he's kind of jumped around to different carts, and I think maybe he's found a home with PSL and the Braille yeah. Art Program. So uh, really, really uh, doing well there. I was looking to see what Klein did uh, at the Skiza Winter Series. I'm not exactly uh, I can't find his name on the uh, on the points, but uh, but yeah, really impressed with the way Christia did down there uh the to- those two weekends david you mentioned you mentioned uh drivers coming from california the west coast coming over here so i'm just gonna throw one more name out just so we can bash on his dad a little bit um what about mateo calderon <laughs> that was a name i was shocked to see to be I honest was too. i yeah. was really shocked because yeah. again i thought they were they were going to return and do the challenge in the americas but it looks like they're they're uh they're moving east or at least racing east and um it, it looks here he's joined Team Nitro Kart, uh, so he's he's uh, removing himself from the Illuminos. Obviously, Illuminos is a little bit more NorCal based, but uh, moving over to Nitro Kart. So we'll see how that transition is. But Mateo could be again. He was race, racing micro last year, so this is kind of his move, his rookie season. So we'll see how well he's able to adapt again, going to a new racetrack. But uh, really cool to see uh, the father son duo heading east you know the funny thing i i'm just i'm going back when i said bobby klein for 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 Burl Art and psl I, it might have been reagan seville i, I, it was, it I think Re- it was yeah, it might have been reagan it might, yeah, yeah, right. it might have been reagan. but they were all part of the speed sports team when i was out doing the texas stuff so anyways yeah i, I like i like that you know for a young driver like mateo i think it's cool that carlos you know let, let's take him outside the comfort zone right that's yeah. kind of cool to do sometimes and and it's always good to see carlos uh, trackside let's just cross our fingers that he doesn't ruin the weekend for his child. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, he can't, he can't get his arm in the way, right? Oh, wow. You're going to go that deep was, on that one. Yeah. I went, well, yeah. I was just at Phoenix. Every time I go there, I remember that. He went deep on that too. In the back of the, <laughs> in the back of the wheel. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, we love Carlos, man. He's been a good friend of ours for many, many years. Um, he, he was actually one of the people that helped us with our first, one of our first few ECAN live broadcasts. You remember that? It, yeah. Oh, yeah. When we were doing a live stream in Sonoma, he was there to, you know, we were trying to do a camera too. And so he would help kind of produce and make sure things were connected and going. So, uh, again, always, always have carlos uh, uh to thank for that yeah yeah well i'm up to buy him a free be- a beer anytime we're around that's fine with me <laughs> uh 21 uh 41 rather entries in the micro swift category and as i said 94 cadets in total this weekend in orlando which is stunning uh keelan harvick as we know last year's champion moving on to the mini swift category here in 2022 uh, isaac malkit uh, was a winner last year harvick got four wins augustus toniolo with three wins. But I think the big thing here, David, uh, is that mass graduation up to the mini swift class. You mentioned it so many times as we went through many, one of the, you know, one of the graduates, one of the graduates, only one driver coming back from the top 10 last year. And that's Ashton Woon. Yeah. Woon coming off a victory in Phoenix. So again, the Scottsdale, Arizona driver take picking up a victory at his, at his home racetrack also won in Tucson as well at the challenge in America. So he's gotten the season off to the, off to a good start because again, that was in the mini category with the, the rock cup USA program. So he's keeping staying down at the micro division, uh, finished, uh, I believe it was second, uh, in the championship for the Scusa winter series. I'm double checking that right now. Yeah. Finished second to Alessandro Trucho, who is actually in Europe right now, racing at the WSK event. So 
that will be that's the, one of the reasons why Woon is the only experienced driver in there because Trucho's racing over in Europe. So Woon uh, certainly has the advantage in terms of experience and and speed and already racing in the mini division out out uh, out west. So uh, probably going to put uh, put him as an early favorite going into the weekend. Yeah, and a couple of drivers that look good at the Scudetto Winter Series in the Micro Swift class: Rocco Simone. Uh, who mm-hmm. lives down in Florida right now. I've known that family for 25 plus years. Uh, Troy Ferguson, uh, mm-hmm. Benja Fernandez, David was a driver who was up yes. front quite a bit, right? Benja on the cart Republic was right there in the, in the scrap throughout the entire weekend. Where did he, I think he finished uh, third actually in the points. Yeah, Third in the championship, Rocco yeah. Simone in the fourth spot. Drew Waltz actually finished fifth yeah. uh, in the championship chase. So Waltz is a, uh, is an emerging star in the micro division, the Idaho driver. I remember seeing, Seeing them, I believe it's his brother uh, that uh, that they were that raced together, and and so he's made a lot of improvement over over the uh, the year of racing so far. So I think uh, they've been spending time down in Florida as well at yeah. uh, at Anderson Race Park. They mm-hmm. were there. They were there for the Cart for Kids uh, charity event that uh, that I announced that uh, mm-hmm. Sebastian Bourdais put on. So both Drew and his and his brother were there as well, and. I guess you know, another driver would be maybe Jackson Gibson to look for, maybe Cameron Marsha. I think Gibson mm-hmm. was 11th or 12th in the points, and Marsha was a top 10 driver yeah. in the Scusa Winter Series as well. Yeah, Gibson did really well in US- USPKS last year, not quite into the top 10 in the championship standings, but had some some kind of standout performances. And I, I you know, he was one of my uh, sleeper picks in Vegas, didn't quite pan out the way I wanted to, <laughs> but right. uh, again, under the Rolleston Performance Group tent, still working away with uh, with the crew there and, and trying to uh, continue to improve each and every weekend. Well, folks, there you have it. That's the cap uh, with Micro Swift and their preview to cap off this edition of the Outlap. It's going to be a tremendous weekend down in Florida. David, of course, as I said, uh, trekking down on Thursday for coverage Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Make sure to look forward to David's uh, Paddock Insider. Always a great uh, editorial piece to kind of bring yourself up to speed on some of the stuff happening uh, away from the racetrack as drivers uh, get on track with with, uh, practice and qualifying. Uh, Social media, big. Instagram, always great to watch. David dropping in with the uh, one-minute flats. Of course, uh, we'll be streaming our live coverage again. The event, of course, will be on Cart Chaser, the live video. But if you can't access that video or or aren't subscribed to the finale, or subscribe to the main events, which they have uh, behind their paywall, uh, as premium content, you can always go to ecardinews.com slash live for the coverage. Also streaming through the ECAN radio network app if you have it on the phone. David, anything planned? Got any interviews planned for this weekend? I know that you were I, – I love the track walk that you did at uh, – Paddock at, walk. At the paddock walk at Phoenix. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. That was cool. Well – you know, with with the way the schedule is is panned out with qualifying, you know, we'll, we'll still continue with our our top tens uh, for for the qualifying because we have. So I'm looking at it. They look. It looks like they have Sunday qualifying first, and then they go into Saturday qualifying. So I'm rechecking the schedule right now. So that's interesting as well, too. So maybe so you keep Saturday tires on. I'm not quite sure there, but um, I don't know, dude. I don't know. But that's uh, that's, that's a unique that's a unique uh, version of the schedule. So yeah, we're qualifying right away at one around one twenty four. So we'll be having to do our top tens there. So we'll, we might even do our paddock insider starting Thursday night, depending yeah. on when we get to when I get to the racetrack. Um, yeah, there's just so much to uh, to kind of cover uh, as the weekend goes along. So not quite sure what we're, I'm going to do Friday. I I tried. I was thinking about doing a podcast, uh, maybe sitting down and doing an interview with somebody. So that might be the uh, the route I go Friday evening. 
Well, it will be the biggest event of the 2022 season so far. Uh, 317 entries logged as uh, everyone arriving at uh, Orlando Kart Center. What a weekend it's going to be. The United States Pro Kart Series, the Southern Grand Prix getting underway. If you want to make sure to follow us on all the social media, you can search on the hashtags, as we know. Um, hashtag EKN at USPKS and hashtag Southern GP is what David will be using throughout the weekend. Otherwise, David, any final thoughts before... Uh, you wrap things up and and, and get ready to head out to uh, to Florida. No, looking forward to sunshine. It it's not quite uh, terrible weather here in Michigan, but uh, really looking forward to getting back on the shorts and sun sun sunglasses and enjoying uh, what will be a uh, historic USPKS weekend. Folks, if you have never seen David Cole trackside during a winter series event, <laughs> it doesn't matter how cold it is. No, nope. as long as it's not Michigan. Cole's wearing shorts. It can be 45 or 50 degrees, but it's not 14. So it's not Michigan. So he's wearing shorts. I well, at least like, I'm, at least I'm, I'm not saying. wearing Crocs. Come on. That's true. A hundred percent. That's true. <laughs> All right, folks, we are done for this edition of the EK and out loud. Thank you so much for tuning in. Big thank you to cart, uh, comic cart sales, our presenting sponsor. If you need anything, go to cometcartsales.com. Fantastic website and a great place to uh, get the, the products that you need delivered to your trailer or to your workshop. Thank you so much, folks, for tuning in once again. David Cole will be trackside starting on Thursday afternoon, late Thursday afternoon. Look forward to his coverage all weekend long. And again, on behalf of David, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.